God, I just actually saw how much it spiked me inhaling that. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> gasping. Me gasping. Um, you guys, Julie and I have fancy new mics and we're pretty proud of ourselves even though we haven't proven that this actually works yet. <laughs> yeah, it might sound terrible, but I'm using technology, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you using technology. Look at me. I'm even though even... you still don't have internet. <laughs> yeah. But maybe I will one day and maybe I'll even <laughs> learn what a podcast is this week. Oh my God. Wow. You're taking such big steps in 2020. <laughs> 2020 rejoining the world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know what big steps Shadow took this morning? Um, did he go outside? No, he didn't go outside, but he did. So he always, every morning, comes up and, like, cuddles with me, and he's always so cute. He's so adorable, even though he's such a tiny demon. This morning, he came up, and he actually crawled under the covers, like, halfway, like a person. Like, he had one little, like, paw on the other side of the covers and was, like, literally just trying to cover himself with it. Oh, my God, it was so cute. And so (laughs) diva-ish. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Chuni also likes to be under the covers, but he likes to do that thing where he like doesn't ask permission. He just like comes up into my face and like headbutts me until the I lift the covers up and he can like crawl down underneath. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. And then he like Ugh, if I am awake even like the slightest bit and I'm on my phone, then he won't go all the way under the covers. He'll like go all the way under and then turn around and then come back up right between my face and my phone. Oh my god. That's a move. <laughs> <laughs> Cats do hate phones, and it's definitely because we pay more attention to phones than we do. Well, not like oh, more, but for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, welcome to Paranormal Captivity 2.0 with fancy ass microphones. Woo, 2.0. Woo, woo, woo. 2020, 2.0. Microphone time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We also have quite the dramatic conclusion for you today. And by dramatic, I mean, I wanted more. Yeah, you know, I kind of did too. Like, it was a fine ending, but I feel like it was like, I feel like she ran out of steam. Yeah, and also we should maybe say up top, because I think I might have yelled about this last time, about how much I wanted the Lighthouse Keeper mystery solved. That was just not solved, so. That was not solved 
at all. So I'm going to pretend that what I said is the right answer. I was just going to say that just means that we get to choose what we believe about it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like the ending of The Last Star Wars. (laughs) I was literally thinking the same thing. Guys, we should, no spoilers, we're not going to say anything. But over Christmas break, Julia, uh, my dad, and my sister and uh, family friend and I all went to see the last star wars and literally not gonna say any fucking thing at all like no no worries not gonna spoil anything but i will say that literally jessica was it jessica that timed it it was nine fucking minutes until the end sorry lots of profanity about this i am very heated about this it was actually nine minutes until the end of the show the fire alarm went off and if you've seen this movie just think the most emotionally climactic point that you can think of without me saying too much if you're think whatever you're thinking of it's probably correct (laughs) um and the fire alarm went off so we all had to leave and so we lived in this blissful ignorance for (laughs) i would say five hours because we went back that fucking night and we watched it until what 2 a.m yeah just to see nine minutes that destroyed our lives (laughs) nine minutes i know and i wish yeah, I wish we could talk about, like, where it cut off and where it, like, <laughs> the scene, like, immediately afterwards, just, like, crushing oh our hopes and dreams. And those, like, five hours of us being, like, something beautiful's gonna happen. And then, like, yep. so soul-crushing. at Like, oh. We watched another, like, the... We watched the, like, full two hours and 20 minutes over again just to be, like what the fuck (laughs) yes we as lee and i were walking into the theater we looked up and there was a theater obviously it was playing in like every theater and we looked up we were going to like what like a 10 30 or 11 showing for the second Mm -hmm. time we looked over (laughs) the theater next to us was like 8 30 and it was like going on 10 and we were like oh my god we could probably just sneak into that one and see like it would probably start like right where it ended for us <laughs> it was i will say it was really fun seeing it a second time until like the 0.5 seconds until, until right. after we had stopped yeah. hearing it <laughs> oh my god on. sorry that was a text on my end no yeah that's fine <sighs> but yeah anyway in my mind, Star Wars has a completely different ending. <laughs> oh my god, yes, me too. Now, I literally spent that entire night, I went back to um, uh, just what, that night, it was like 2am when we got back, we went to bed, and I, A, fell asleep, like, creating fanfic in my head of how it actually ended, <laughs> and then B, like, dreamt about it all night, and was like, oh wow, that was really nice, and then obviously woke up and was like, <laughs> Reality is the worst. <laughs> I oh, hate it. God. Why is Disney trying to ruin my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Disney. Dear God. They own everything now. But that's a different <laughs> podcast for a yes, different time. That is, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, Monopolies and Scary Business Shit podcast. In which we are entirely un um, uneducated and... Uh, not uh qualified to speak to any of those issues except from our deep heart instincts (laughs) yep no for sure oh god i believe um 
wow. Well, okay, here's the segue. I was about to say there is no segue into what we were talking about. <laughs> but there is because XYZ Enterprises is a fucking monopoly and we can go from there. That's true, but they're a shitty monopoly and <laughs> shitty things. <laughs> that is true, you guys. I Actually, one of my favorite parts of the ending of this book is a moment where I won't... I mean, we'll lead up to it, but there's basically a moment of like... We've we've hinted that people, different people have said that XYZ Enterprises is like shoddy development, like they do a bad job building shit. And let's just say that comes to fruition in this and it's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. All of the environmentalists knew what was going to happen before it oh, happened. Oh, yes. Yes. So true. Um, so, yeah. Where should we? Do you remember? Where, I remember a lot of the things. Nope, I don't remember where we stopped or started. <laughs> Not at all. Actually, the benefit of this mic... Well... Oh my, is that it catches that sound better? (laughs) No, that was me turning turning around to put my uh, teacup down because I'm facing the back of the couch. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm not sure. Did that part get in here or not? We discovered that Julia has to... Space is very like, specific. Yeah, I have to be like all up in the mic for it to catch my voice well, and I don't, re- I don't really have <laughs> a living room set up. So my my futon, because I don't even have a couch, my futon is like way higher than my coffee table, and so my mic was gonna be like two feet below my mouth. But then I was like, oh, I'll just put it on the back of the futon. But now I have to be facing the back of the futon. Which is totally fine and worth it all for you. (laughs) Me or the listeners? No. Or both of us? Not you. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. (laughs) Then I, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. you. I was like, whoa, are you saying something very nice about me right now? No, no, no. I no, no, not that. <laughs> no, none of that nonsense. Yeah, just had to double check. Yeah. Um, no, but what I was gonna say is the good thing about this mic is I don't have to worry about, like, bumping my phone mic. Oh. So I can pick up my phone and handle it not so carefully. And, <laughs> oh, shit, where, where am I? And look at my Kindle app and figure out where we are. <laughs> oh, thank God, because we do need that. We need the guidance of your Kindle app. Yes. Kindle. I feel like I do kind of remember. If I really think hard enough, if I really put some effort into this, I feel like I could, because I read it all in one sitting. I read it all pretty fast. Um, what was it? And it was, it was, it was one of those things where it was like right after, it really did pick up like immediately after the end of last the last chapter that we read it it wasn't like a you know the next day quillaron was having breakfast it was like ba-bam mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so we actually pick up let me let me see where we oh excuse me let me see where we ended off um he was talking to what's her name the uh, island the, the island harriet oh, harriet harriet yeah yeah, so he was talking to her. Oh, and she she was like, "Oh, I think I know who did it. Yes. All of it, right? Dun dun um, dun, dun dun dun." And spoiler alert: <laughs> she doesn't actually say. <laughs> she never right does. Here. No, 
But we do get a solution in, of yes. some sorts. Yes, we do. But the next day, it picks up with um, Quillerin playing dominoes with Coco and Yum Yum. Well, I guess just Coco. Oh, okay. So we get a lot of fun words. Oh, so I yeah. don't know if if we want to go through all of these words. Quillerin um, makes all of the wrong words like he normally does. Like he took so Coco is giving like all the right clues and like all the right letters, but Quillerin in his infinite wisdom is like putting them together wrong. So he's coming up with words like lice and bald and like fake which like make no sense. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that like cuz he keeps getting words like lake or leak and like things that could like you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, okay, maybe and then, yeah, spoiler alert, we get to the end and it was like, Quillerin came up with all the wrong words and, like, they were, <laughs> you know, spelled out this other way. And so, yeah, I guess we don't have to go through the words because they are literally all wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, but we will go through, like, we'll let you know at the end, uh, if we remember, hopefully, um, what the actual words are. Because I thought this was one of the, especially at the end when Quillerin does go through all of what he, like, realizes that Coco was spelling like, this is one of the closest to, like, oh, this cat is a fucking, like, demon, witch, warlock-style yeah, omniscient yeah. presence because <laughs> we've had some, like, tingling of, like, okay, yeah, there's no way this cat would know this, but, like, maybe this way or that way or whatever. But, like, oh, my God, these words, it's, like, no, there's no way he would know unless he was actually a god. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, also, Chuni is meowing in his sleep, and it's very cute. <laughs> oh, Chuni! Is Chuni trying like, to trying to tell us something? Maybe his teeth are like very out right now, and he's doing that little like you know when they sit at the window and like chatter at the birds. Oh yeah, oh. He's like dead asleep and just like chattering. <laughs> he's doing a little. He's killing some birds in he's his dreams. He's killing some birds in his dreams. <laughs> oh, buddy, that's so funny. His teeth are out of control. I know. <laughs> I just need it said. Julia sent me a picture the other day. But I, did I post it? I can't remember. I'll double check. And if not, I'll post it. Where his teeth are just, oh my God, just out of his face. They're just everywhere. <laughs> I think it's because he just has some prehistoric genes in there. Not because he's inbred. <laughs> You think he's a dinosaur? <laughs> he, might, he might be a, no, like a little saber tooth. Oh, a saber tooth. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. Yeah, yeah let's um, think of that instead of inbreeding. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe his, he's just, you know, like got some, you know, remnants of the the olden days. Yeah. Mer. Little guy. Little guy. <laughs> um. So the next part of this book is very exciting because we learn Quillerin's real name. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Yeah, I was like, excuse? We haven't heard this before? What's happening? Yeah, like, what? And, you know, I kind of feel like <laughs> Lillian Jackson brought... I mean, she could have mentioned this in other books, too. I don't know. But I feel like she did this just because she wanted him to be a certain number Yes, 100% correct. I thought the same exact thing. I was like, this is a plot device, and you just changed your main character of, like, 30-plus books, entire name, 
to fit this what to have this one little plot device happen <laughs> yeah right um oh so my god apparently quilleran's real name is merlin guys his name is fucking merlin we are not making this up <laughs> I just brought the mic closer to my face to scream into it, so hopefully that isn't alarming to anyone. Yeah, apparently Quillerin is, like, a totally made-up name that he, like, pulled out of his ass because he was like, I don't know, I didn't like Merlin. (laughs) Which, his middle name is still James. Like, he kept his middle name as James. Not Not to throw shade on people who, you know, come up with great creative names for themselves we just like making fun of quiller and particularly because he gives people such shit about that w he always is like you'll notice there's a w instead of a u <laughs> it's like yeah you put he the w there himself. now <laughs> yeah <laughs> we know that now oh my yeah. god oh so asshole. basically what ends up happening is that so last time we did uh we told you guys about the cat numerology that we're going to learn immediately um um I already learned it and did both of our names. <laughs> I'm dead. I tried to scream and then I nothing came out. I am <laughs> so excited. Whoa. Do you want to do that at the end as like a surprise or do you want to do that now? What do you want to do? Can we talk about cat oh, numerology for the rest of our lives? Yeah. Duh. Absolutely. Well, first <sighs> you should explain what it is because it's not going to make any sense. No, that is true. Okay. Yeah. So last also- episode... Not it's really also cat what? numerology, it's just numerology. <laughs> Julia, it is cat numerology and I will hear no different. <laughs> all right, all right, keep going. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, our local rich neighbor in uh, in this book, sorry, not in real life, um, <laughs> I don't live near rich people. <laughs> um, uh, so, the woman who Quillerin saved from a snake bite uh, her name is Elizabeth, and she is part of a very wealthy family in um, the Grand Island Club. And so her family has been going to Pear Island for years and years. And um, Quillerin, you know, went to that tea with them, and it was a whole little, little debacle. But one of the big things that came out of it is that Elizabeth drove him home. And while she was meeting the cats, she was like, oh, hey, by the way, I do numerology. And if you give me your all of your full names like your full name and both of the cats full names i will uh do a little reading for you and i'll give it to you next time i see you and so that's kind of the background of this we didn't get it last episode but this episode oh he did they did set a uh, like a lunch date and so that lunch date is happening now yeah that happens pretty mm-hmm. early in this in this mm-hmm. uh section yeah yeah so they take a little uh a little jaunt over to the uh um the hotel the corsair room i don't know how to say it i think that's how you say it um at the hotel and they see derek again real quick and you know they they, elizabeth mentions how tall he is and they have a little moment um but then they have lunch and elizabeth gives quillerin well kind of starts to give quillerin her reading on their names but Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She first asks him if his if she, what he gave her is his actual like full birth name, like if he changed his name at all, and he says, "Yes, I actually did change my name," and casually lets slip that his real name was Merlin James. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Quite the and bombshell. Quite the bombshell. So. 
we from the beginning and so yeah that's why we're kind of saying like we feel like Lily and Jackson Brown just wanted this little back and forth it's not even really a plot point it's literally just a point of conversation that feels a little yeah it feels a little forced I would say because she yeah but I will say from this like if Lillian Jackson Braun was not into numerology herself she could have just been like oh yeah Quillerin's uh this like a you know like his you know Quillerin Macintosh James or James Macintosh Quillerin sorry <laughs> adds up you? to uh, what was it? A four? Like, if Lillian Jackson Broad wasn't into numerology herself, she could have just been like, oh, yeah, four is right. That's, like, exactly. And then she wouldn't have had to go into the whole, like, name change thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. But I feel like oh. this is, like, an actual thing that Lillian Jackson Braun is probably into. And so she added up all of their names and was oh. like, oh, Quillerin's not a four. I need to make a new name for him that's a five. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I actually like that a lot better because that does make a lot more sense that, like, Maybe she didn't initially think of it, but then when she finally did, she was like, oh, fuck, I need to, I need to make this. I need to fix this. (laughs) Oh, interesting. That's really funny. And like, that's really fun because yeah, LJB would be into numerology and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, why else would she write it into the book? I mean, why else have cats if you're not going to be a cat numerologist? (laughs) (laughs) Does that follow? Oh, God. So, yeah. So, basically, uh, the property. So, it kind of works in the sense of, like, like a Myers-Briggs or even, like, an astro. I guess probably more like an astrology sign um, of, like, you know, if you're uh, Pisces, you react this way or you are like this or um, because it's the same for each uh, number. So, they she adds up all of them. It's kind of a couple-step process. It's, like, every letter is a number but then it starts over at like l or something like that um so um it starts over at j (laughs) oh my god well i was close (laughs) you were close yeah so you number so you like write out the alphabet and then you number one through nine and then once you get to ten you drop the zero and start at one again which i was like oh just just tell them you go one through nine until and just like repeat it i don't know why (laughs) she said drop the zero and start over but because it sounds sassy. Because it sounds a little more, more complicated. Yeah, so you just number the alphabet one through nine until you get to the end. And then when you do your name, so each letter is going to be a number. And then mm-hmm. you add them all together for each individual name. And it's going to come out to like a double digit number usually. So then you add both of those numbers together to create a single digit. Mm-hmm. And then when you have all of your single digits for all of your names, you add those together and then it's going to be another two digit number. And then you add those together to create another single digit number. I'm not going to lie. I zoned out a little bit (laughs) and very hard. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you and that you know that. I'm sad I will never master cat numerology because I am so bad with numbers. <laughs> it's okay. I'll do it for you. <laughs> Guys, Julia used to have, like, full sheets of paper where she would do, like, long division for fun. It wasn't long division. It was calculus. Okay. Well, worse. <laughs> Point only proven. <laughs> Just a fan of numbers. They make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it is true that numbers do 
like they don't lie they make sense in a way that like people don't (laughs) yeah um but yeah so basically coming back to our characters here um elizabeth sits down and is like hey before i give you your reading you know is there any chance that you have a different name and so he drops the merlin bomb and then she's like i thought so so like let me let me redo this real quick and so they like sit in a little bit of silence while she actually does all of the calculations right there and then she comes back and she's like okay so here's what happened with your previous name like the your actual like the name that you use um i did the calculations and you came out a four like a number four and she was like, so fours have the, the like, different properties, um, different, like, personality traits. And she was like, I went through it and I just, I just didn't feel like you were a four. Like, it just didn't quite fit. Um, and so she was like, that's why I had to ask. And uh, then when she redid it while they were sitting there, she was like, you're actually, what was it, a six, I think? A five. Oh, a five. A whole one number different. <laughs> um, but apparently that does make a big difference because those you know character traits are vastly different in the same way that like you know uh, what is it scorpio and and you know aquarius are different you know like different Mm -hmm. signs so five is she was like you already felt like a five to me and that was why i just had to ask just to see and apparently five i mean it basically did describe quillern pretty well i mean i'm sure ljb just kind of picked out the uh you know the traits of that number that fit quill i mean you know she obviously didn't put through all of the traits i would assume but it was like Mm -hmm. you've traveled a lot you're adventurous like you i forget some of the other ones those were some of the big ones that stuck out to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yeah basically she did that for quillerin she also did it for coco and yum yum which is delightful adorbs and quillerin did have the foresight to tell Elizabeth that Yum Yum's name previously, if we'll remember, was Freya. Yeah. But so, apparently Yum Yum and Freya come out to the same number, so. Oh, that's right. What a nice little dink. Yeah. Just destined to be whatever number that is. Yeah. A number one. Oh, a number one. And Coco was a number seven. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, because it was really fortuitous, too, because both of those descriptions were, like, exactly. It was, like, Yum mm-hmm. Yum was, like, dedicated and loyal and, you know, affectionate and loving, whereas Coco was, like, intelligent and, you know, all of the smart, smart, you know, that kind of thing mm-hmm. of the things mm-hmm. that we, like, already know about our favorite crime-solving cats. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so that was super fun. Also not a part of the mystery plot at all (laughs) no not at all (laughs) wish it had been that would have been great yeah um so yeah what else comes out in that lunch i feel like the bigger bombshells are afterwards when they're driving yeah i think i mean i think that was it i think they they talked about like her herb garden and that was pretty much it. And then she was like, oh, let's go for a drive. I'll take you to, uh, what does she call it? 
She, oh, call, yeah. she calls it like another name. She has another name for the like local islanders village. Yeah, literally we've already had like a couple that people like have been like billion names. Yeah, for everything everything has a different name. Um and she calls it the dark village, which is mm. very sinister sounding. Yeah. Even though my take on it is probably just that that was like the rich people calling it like oh my god how do people live because she literally says like how do people live like this and it's like well um, most people i guess they didn't have like electricity for a while so maybe that's why it's called the dark village oh maybe that could be like it. it's actual like literally dark just like dark yeah dark <laughs> electricity wise i mean yeah that could yeah. make sense yeah because she does say that at one point mm-hmm. um but yeah the, so they're kind of talking and they go through the village and like not really a lot happens there Except... Well, she talks a lot about her family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she talks a lot about her, like, her other siblings. Um, yeah. And her father, apparently, like, her father got along pretty well with the Islanders, um, but her brothers didn't. Um, yeah. How many brothers does she have? She has three. Remember what her other brothers were Will, oh, William and Ricky. So her other two are William and Ricky, and I feel like they're kind of just like fine. But then yeah. she talks about Jack, her other yeah. brother Jack, Ugh. who is like the asshole. Yeah. So we've gotten a little bit of them previously, but only a teeny bit. Like we only had a kind of a snapshot of them from the point where Quiller and rescues Elizabeth, and I think it's. It's one of the other brothers who's a doctor and is, like, kind of casually, like, whatever, like, thank you, but whatever. And those two actually are a lot better the next day when he go- goes over for tea. And I think it, it might be that same doctor who then ends up being, like, actually a lot cooler and they talk about, like, carriages and whatnot. Um, but Jack, we learn... I think even as early as the tea that's kind of like danced around, but he apparently is like very, um, he just has been married a bunch of different times in a way that his family kind of, I mean, in a way that I would assume to see as negative as well. Um, he kind of seems like he, he kind of bounces from woman to woman and maybe isn't as progressive thinking or feminist as some of us are. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, Elizabeth even calls it his addiction. She's like, it's his addiction. He just loves getting married. And apparently he just, like, you know, gets married one day and then is like, all right, bye. Because I think she said he was, like, what, 26 and already married and divorced three times? Yeah, that blew me away, too. Yeah, he's really young. Yeah, seems like very quick turnarounds for the divorce. He's fucking Ross from Friends. Yeah, Ross. <laughs> Come on, the Ross. worst. He is the actual worst. But I could rant about friends another time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're so mean to each other. The end. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. also a different podcast. Um, how your childhood loves don't hold up. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, yeah, she does kind of call it an addiction and then like circling back to them in the carriage. So there's a really specific fork in the road that they get to and she stops the carriage and he's like, oh, are you okay? And she's like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, and then she like proceeds to tell this kind of horrifying yet like kind of glossed over story of a time 
she like first of all doesn't know if she really wants to tell Quillerin and then Quillerin in his like journalistic way coaxes kind of coaxes her too even though I think she kind of already wanted to but she basically says yeah something really awful happened to me at this exact cross section um she had been it was after her father died it was like right after that point she was really distraught uh she and her father had taken those carriage rides often through the town um and her and her brother jack had been getting closer and she was like oh my gosh maybe i like have a close connection like she basically was like my other brothers are fine like i'm just not super close to them i'm definitely not close with jack And so I think at this point she was like, wow, maybe I'm actually getting close with Jack. Like maybe I have a confidant now that my dad is gone. Um, And then I think basically Jack like sexually harasses her. Like basically, I don't think he like actually touches her. I think she runs away before anything actually happens. But I think he like, she basically says like, I I can't repeat what he said. Mm -hmm. It's too terrible. And then she runs away like she actually physically runs away and it's like very heavily implied that he was like trying to have sex with her am i right did i read that right yeah yeah it did sound like he was like coming on pretty strong and when she ran away everyone was like oh that's not a real thing don't worry about it you just are like grieving and so she was like okay great i'm never talking about this again yeah like each of her family members had a different like i mean it also she it was kind of unclear if she told the full st- did she tell the full story to her family um i thought it might have said like know. she didn't think because jack was always like the favorite her mom's favorite and so i think she i think there's even a line where she was like i just knew i couldn't tell my mom about it because yeah i think you're right i think she she said that her like she just kind of like zoned out and like jack was like oh she went crazy and like ran off and she was like oh i don't know i just kind of blacked out and so they were like oh it's grief right right yeah which dear god i know and like the like compassionate person in me is like dear god Quillerin like you want to see the rest of the conversation because Quillerin just like that's like she and finishes speaking and then I don't think Quillerin says like anything to her of like oh my god I'm so sorry that happened Mm -hmm. or you know whatever else you want someone to say in that situation um and like you know we can fill in the blanks in our heads in the way that we do endings that we don't like but it was very like Quillerin why are you not saying anything to this moment where this person has just said that her brother like came on to her at the very least like what are you doing yeah well it does get cut their conversation gets cut in half because it starts thundering oh that's right so it does kind of get like she like finishes her story and then it starts thundering and they're like whoa gotta go yeah so it does like a little bit get cut short but yeah i mean there was still like a full carriage ride backward there could have been a little a little wrap up right a little something else i mean we do get a tiny little snippet at the end where she speaks a little bit more about it just in terms of like wow, I feel so much lighter having told someone. And in all honesty, mm-hmm. like, Quillerin obviously is not, he's not going to not believe her. Like, he he immediately was like, oh, like, yes, this is true. And, like, that alone right. compared to what her family 
would have done and did, you know, is already light years better. So maybe I am being a little too hard on Quillerin. Maybe that's like a time kind of difference. Yeah. And maybe, even well, she, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Quillerin's also like, I think a little wary of this like budding relationship because she yeah. has already been like, oh, call me Liz. Like my dad called me Liz. No one else does. And Quillerin's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he like... He, I think he already, like, is sort of catching on to, like, he's being adopted as, like, a father figure that <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want to be adopted as. <laughs> yeah, which he, like, spends every single moment of every book being like, I don't want children. I'm barely pretending to be in, like, yeah, like telling I don't even want to get married to Polly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Who is, like, the greatest person in my life, and I don't even want a commitment to that. Right. That is true. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That that really does start there, too. And, uh, she, yeah, definitely uh, continues until the end of mm-hmm. the book, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, because she does not take any hints. She's no. like, great, this person is like my my new dad forever. <laughs> I would say he's Just also... Sticking, sticking to him. <laughs> he's also real curmudgeonly about it. Like, he could have done a little bit more. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, for sure, he's super curmudgeonly about it. But I will say, he was very, like, he did provide very well opportunities yeah, for that's her. True. He did even eventually. Though he, even though he was totally pawning her off on other people. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he made sure that it, they were like good people and that she was covered. That is true. And it is true too that like in the sense of, of what she did actually need. Spoiler. This is not really a spoiler. Basically by the end she has decided that she wants to move to Moose County. And even though basically I think what we're going back and forth between is that leading up to that, Quillern is doing everything he can to convince her to move anywhere else, which I think that part is a dick move. But then you're right. Once they get to pickaxe, mm-hmm. he is very like, to, to be fair, he's not the person that's going to like help her set up her, you know, apartment at the like, um, the little apartment complex. So he does, find the right people he calls fran brody basically <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, calls fran and is like she's rich get her set up she'll pay you yeah yeah but then he also calls derek or no dwight derek, yeah derek 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 yeah he also calls derek and is like she likes that you're tall come hang out with her <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i, I did kind of like, like that like, part yeah like pretty similar in age i feel like that was a good pairing especially now that the college is coming around town i feel like that was his way of being like derek's gonna be this new college student too now that the college is here like you should hang out with him and maybe like take some classes and like he'll show you around so yeah and i was like a, a good a good pawn off and derek is like he's a he's really perfect for that because he's like such a gung ho like ready for that like he'll take her all around town for you know living mm-hmm. the high life of pickaxe and uh yeah exactly especially when the yeah. the community college goes in um but not to get too far ahead of ourselves sorry i felt like i just had to say that to differentiate like you know what specifically was happening but um mm-hmm. yeah one of the i was the next thing the fire wait did we already talk about the fire uh there was a fire <laughs> oh yes okay let me what? tell you about the oh fire. yeah oh okay yeah I, I remember the fire oh man yeah that was i know that was quite the thing i 
I guess. Was the fire? Yeah. No, it is. Okay. I think it is because I was about to be like, oh, is the the uh, storm next? Yeah. No, I think the fire is. You're right. The fire is before the big storm. Yeah. Okay. So, guys, we got a big fire. We're hearing. We're hearing the the thunder, but apparently we can hear thunder from two days away. So. Yeah. Oh my god, it starts really early. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Um, in the middle of the night, Quillerin wakes up, and there is just smoke, and the cats are like freaking out, and he runs outside, and it turns out that the cottage next to his June Halliburton's is like up in flames. Um, and he yes. knocks and knocks and knocks, no answer. He, it's basically like all of these little cottages are so close. He's like, oh shit, like grabs the cats, starts running into the, the main building, screaming fire. Luckily, everyone else does get out in time. All of the other <laughs> pips cottages, they're all named, uh-huh. like I think we said before, the like four pips, you know, five pips mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. domino tiles. But all of the Pips cottages get out. Everyone runs into the main building. Luckily, it's far enough away from the main building. The main building's fine. But yeah, the fire truck comes, the emergency rescue people, the um, uh, even the sheriff's helicopter, which has been helicoptering people back to Pickaxe Hospital this entire time because everyone is just having all sorts of accidents on this island. And uh as Quillerin's kind of watching out, they put the fire out and they also helicopter someone out, um, mm-hmm. which he is like pretty oh, no. fairly assuming that it is June Halliburton. Oh, June. And they all, a li- I mean, a little bit immediately go to blaming her. Not unfairly because she's apparently a big smoker and has been smoking in her cottage for most of the time that she's been there so far. Um, and had mm-hmm. to be asked, like, hey, no, smoke outside. Although mm-hmm. Quillerin did see her smoking outside, so she did take the warning and, you know, had been smoking outside since she had been asked. So we are, as of this moment in the book, unsure what is happening with her. But mm-hmm. obviously, we yes. in the future now know yes if that wasn't so convoluted and stupid to say (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it's kind of a fair assumption for them to be like oof she was just smoking in her room again because that is her go-to move isn't it also like it sounded very like old-timey to be like oh they were just smoking in bed smoking in bed like i feel like smoking in bed was like a real health hazard like a very scary thing for people in like a different time frame which i I get like it makes sense i think it I think it still is. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying the danger of fire in a flammable. <laughs> I mean, flammable bed. Not smoke in a bed. <laughs> no, no, you definitely shouldn't. But I feel like the there was a time frame where, like, it because happened, we don't do that now, often. like smokers, I would assume don't. I mean, I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't assume. Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I took a forensics class in in college. There were plenty of pictures of smokers in bed. Ooh, man. Who just melted right into their mattresses. Oh, dear God. Yeah. It's that gross. Is... Don't, sm- don't smoke in bed, guys. It's Interesting. actually dangerous. Oh, my God. I also... Sorry. I'm going to take this moment just to say to you, John and I last night watched this super interesting um, small small part of a bigger docuseries on vaping. And because we started watching it and we were like, 
okay, this is all about Jewel and like the kids smoking it. We like felt really old. We were like, what's this about a Jewel epidemic? And then by the end, we were like, whoa, we get it. Okay, this is not good. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, it's God. a thing. I understand. Um, but yeah, uh, if there are any teens out there listening, Jewels are addictive. There is nicotine in them. Because that was the thing. Apparently, they just were marketed as like, these are cool and fun and like full of water and don't worry about any nicotine. <laughs> no big deal. Secret nicotine. Oh my god, secret nicotine. Um anyway, that was my that was my I just watched a docu-series, I have to yell about it corner. <laughs> oh, do you remember that this is like not a real thing at all, but do you remember that Simpsons episode where they bred a tomato with tobacco? <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, I do. <laughs> and everyone went crazy for the tobaccos. <laughs> tobaccos. Oh, I do remember that. The Simpsons just predicting everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my anyway. god. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell John about that right after this recording, and we're probably gonna watch that episode immediately. <laughs> such a good episode it's such a good episode i had forgotten all about that oh my god yeah it was quite a while ago (laughs) well well, yes i actually also as a small rant corner sorry we're getting pretty off topic here but i also feel like i have to say uh john and i also recently have been watching newer episodes of the simpsons where like oh yeah yeah we realized that like so we always watch simpsons like all the time anyway but we you know had gotten to a point where we were re-watching a lot of older seasons that we had already watched a lot and it Mm kind of just started happening that we were like oh let's just start let's just see about the new seasons um and like it just felt like everyone for so long was like oh my god they're so stupid they're so terrible like it's not even worth it like don't watch it but i have been having such a good time watching newer simpsons episodes they're really good like i actually really like them and it's like Hmm. so fun to be able to watch it as like an adult being like uh, you know understanding all of the cultural references and like oh yeah which obviously were always there i just like never didn't really fully get anything except if like britney spears was actually voicing something you know like as a kid right yeah um there's just so much more that you like get and like i think Mm -hmm. it's still really funny so that's my other rant corner that so plug for Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. If my entire life isn't already a plug for Simpsons, then uh, this is it. Yeah. I. This is so petty, but I don't like their new intro. It's the same exact intro, but Homer gets hit by the car instead of screaming and running away, and it really throws me off. <laughs> Julia, I cannot believe that that is exactly the point that you're making, because I literally, every time I do like the new intro, that's the only point that I don't like, and I say it every single time. <laughs> yeah. It was so much because better Because his doll is supposed to be followed by a scream. <laughs> exactly. The scream is the funniest part. His, like, what? And, like, yeah. run away. All right. Well, yeah. we are clearly right and everyone else is wrong. And yeah. Oh, my Simpsons, God. if you're listening, bring back the scream. <laughs> bring back our Homer scream. <laughs> Not like it isn't in like every episode. <laughs> yeah, but it should be in every intro. <laughs> oh, my God. It Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Do we even know how to get back to where we were before? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh uh, yeah don't 
don't smoke in bed, guys. Oh, yeah. Smoking in bed. Okay, don't smoke in bed. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Yeah, what happened? So basically, oh, yeah. So after that, okay. So Quillerin moves into, well, he's already, like, there. But uh, Lori Bamba is like, hey, we have a suite in here for you, like, in the main building. Mm-hmm. Um, you can stay, but there's also a huge storm coming. So we can also take you back to pickaxe anytime. And uh, Quillerin, even as the storm is, like, approaching and everyone's leaving and... I don't know that it goes so far as to say that there are evacuation orders, but like the resort has actually is starting to like evacuate every everyone, all of their guests, all their staff. Even they're sending their staff home, and Quillerin decides to stay. Uh, so that is a choice that he has made. <laughs> um, but he does move yes. into the the main building of the Domino uh, hotel or the Domino Inn. And he has apparently a he has a suite that is more to his liking. Yes, uh, the bridal suite. Yeah, he has the bridal suite. Although he still changes, it's like literally almost a like evacuation type situation, and he's like still moving shit around his own like personal preferences. He like takes something know, right? off the wall and puts the his like theater masks back up, and oh my gosh, yeah. Still felt a little bit diva-ish, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so him and the cats are basically, I think at this point, they're the only ones left, because that next morning I think everyone leaves. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right, because there was no one else there, aside from him and, spoiler alert, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. When uh, when the big storm hits. And the, the Bombas take, like, their kids, and I think even their cats maybe yeah. over to the mainland so like everyone's gone yeah it's the cats too because um remember at one point Lori is like uh nick took the cats home so coco and yum yum can have run of the whole place and uh quillerin says i'm gonna leave them in the room for now but then later we get a really cute little scene of the cats cuddling up during the storm yeah um but before that we get the answer to why the cats don't like the meatloaf which is not at all horrifying (laughs) no and also yet again not a part of the mystery (laughs) not a part of the mystery but i will say i was relieved yes that it was not because they were eating cat meat um it was because they were eating rabbit and the cats don't like rabbit which i don't remember that happening because do you remember in the other book i think it was the potato mountain book where he like buys a whole frozen rabbit oh yeah yeah and he's like carrying it under his arm like a shotgun (laughs) just like like a giant like wrapped frozen rabbit and he takes it to someone and he's like can you cook this for my cats yes oh my god you're totally right and also did they hate that i don't remember them hating that no i don't remember them hating that either and also like i was thinking too in terms of just sorry shadow is like aggressively licking my hand right now can you hear that (laughs) no (laughs) okay (laughs) um i feel like i'm gonna look at the actual like recording and it's gonna be like spike 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 (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much but i like to try to let him do it for a little bit because he thinks he's he thinks he's helping. cleaning me. <laughs> he thinks he's helping. <laughs> Are you trying to give back? Thank you. <laughs> give back to your community. 
Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Um, oh, wow. That just completely drained my brain also. The <laughs> cats. The Oh, oh, that's what I was thinking is that like in terms of like what cats would and wouldn't like, like isn't there there's like a chain of like a cycle of life here where like cats would like take down a rabbit and eat a rabbit right like there's no yeah oh for sure i've definitely caught chuni in the yard and made him drop rabbits before like he will definitely take them down they're a little bit big yeah i will say like they're kind of his (laughs) size but he will still go after them so is now the time we should tell the story about we how we all watch from the porch Chuni eat an entire mole? Ew. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Guys, we are from the country if that was ever in question. Julia let Chuni out and like maybe I guess maybe it was a couple days after. It wasn't like immediately, but it felt like it was immediately. Yeah. Well, to be Okay, so this is what happens when I... So Chuni is like an adorable little couch cat when he lives with me in Baltimore. <laughs> and then I take him home and let him outside and like we don't see him because he just runs through the field killing everything. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> He's such a beast and he like will literally kill everything he finds. Oh my gosh, oh. Chuni is yes. yes a monster. We literally watched him from our kitchen like behind the glass like looking out over the porch and we like watched him eat like like to turn his head and like nom down on a yeah mole he had killed and then yeah yeah so i no i because i saw chuni outside on the patio and i was like oh little buddy coming back in from his like hunting and so i went out to go say hi and like I was made it like two steps out the door when he like grabbed his giant like mole bowl <laughs> oh, thing that he was eating. He like grabbed it. He like picked it up in his mouth, and I was like, "Oh, gross! You have something. Maybe I'll just like back away because I didn't want him later. to like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want him to like drop it and leave it and come right. like hang out. But like, he was not interested <laughs> in hanging." <laughs> No, he was very into that, as we saw he later. He was very into Yeah, and as I, like, back, was, like, backing away, he, like, turned his head and chomped down, and I heard the skull oh. crushing, oh. and I was like, oh, okay, I'm leaving, bye. God, gross. not what I want to be doing right now. <laughs> he was so happy, though. We watched him, and, like, he ate yeah. the entire thing. We all kind of like gave up at there one point. There was nothing left. We did, yeah. There was, was like a blood splatter left. Oh, we walked out there. There was a blood splatter left and the tiniest little liver. Because I didn't <laughs> know this fact, but apparently cats don't, when they eat an animal, they don't eat the liver because it's like a... Yeah, like it's a, full of toxins. Yeah, any liver I think is like a catch-all for like weird stuff that's in your body so that was so Mm -hmm. gross i did not know that yeah it was like a little blood splat and like a liver and then you know what the best slash worst part of this entire thing is is that that fucker walked back inside and immediately started eating crunchies straight out of the bowl it's like what a baller move (laughs) i'm sorry is your stomach not full of wild animals yeah that mole is like I would assume the size of what your actual stomach is. Like, your stomach cannot (laughs) be any... How are you fitting anything else in there? What is wrong with you? (laughs) I know. Yeah. I I don't know what's wrong with him. (laughs) He 
he's just like uh, a, he turns into like a wild animal like a wild beast well he just like goes out and chomps down yeah my favorite part was when i looked out and saw him like slurping up the intestines like spaghetti it was oh, like oh no, i forgot you said an, that <laughs> not an image that's ever gonna leave my brain <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. So back to our questions about Coco and Yum Yum and why they don't like Rabbit. They just don't. Yeah. And in this book. They just don't. Maybe they're slightly more civilized than (laughs) Chunie. Well, (laughs) is any cat more (laughs) civilized than (laughs) Chunie? Yeah, I guess all all cats are more civilized (laughs) than Chunie. He did come from a dumpster in like one of the least developed countries in the world (laughs) (laughs) oh bud um yeah wow all that to say that's yeah just another another little red herring of a thing that didn't really factor into the full mystery yeah i will say too even the storm didn't fully factor in either because it just kind of like shook a couple things up um oh i will say the one other thing that happened before the storm is that quillerin uh, was notified that he had some he's been of course as we said last time checking his mail constantly for a postcard from polly even though he didn't fucking tell her where she mm-hmm. he was going um and so he is notified that he does have some mail at this point so he goes and checks um and he's like all like bent out of shape because i think it was arch suggested that polly might end up deciding to move to portland like based on literally nothing like arch just said it and Mm -hmm. like oh you're right it's like you haven't even heard from her you don't even know how her trip's going has she ever mentioned wanting to move to portland what is wrong with you yet again and so he goes and picks up some mail he also i think we forgot to mention this last time last last section he had asked dwight summers his friend who works for don xbridge of xyz enterprises to do some snooping mm-hmm. and try to find Noisette's last name. So, and yeah, um, Dwight is like, I can't just randomly snoop in, like, lease agreements. I could get fired. And Quillerin's like, well, but do it anyway. <laughs> um, and so when he gets to the mailbox, he has uh, a package from, like, a manila envelope type package from Dwight. And then he also has mm-hmm. a postcard from Polly, which eclipses everything that Dwight has sent because he reads the postcard and it's like, oh, I'm having a great time in Portland. My friend is helping me make a very big decision. And Quillerin's like, that's it. She's moving to Portland. Everything's over. I hate my life. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, you drama queen yet again. I'm going to die alone. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's like, well, this is it. That's the end of that. Whatever. Goodbye. Nothing else matters. Um, Actually, maybe that's part of the reason that he then decides to like, because I think he just goes back to the inn and they're like, Literally, the storm is, like, about to come. Like, everyone's, like, boarding up windows, and they're like, this is going to be the worst. Like, hurricane. They're like, this is going to be an actual hurricane. You should leave mm-hmm. the island. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay. And it's like, are you just going to stay because you're sad, you motherfucker? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to stay because he has nothing else to lose. Yeah. He's already lost Polly. Except his, his cats. He made his cats stay with him, too. That's what I was actually mad about, because... Then when the storm actually does hit, they have like five hours where they're all just like sitting up in the middle of the night, like 
waiting for the rain to just like crash through the ceiling or the windows to shatter and like these poor cats like Mm -hmm. it is really sweet but it's also like they're terrified like i think lori's holding yum yum quilleran's holding coco and like they're just like sitting like like alert in both of their laps and just like looking around really scared and like kind of cuddling really close and like yeah it's really um I was like, Quillen, you had the chance to not have your cats go through this, and you chose to keep them here. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Yeah. Why, why, why? But at the same time, like, where would he have put them if he had sent them back? Because, like, he was obviously staying. Yeah, but he didn't even need to stay, really. Like, he doesn't figure out the no. mystery until he gets back anyway. Oh, except, no, I that's... guess that's not true. He starts to have the conversation with... um so Elizabeth, yeah. that's right, this other thread that happens. So Elizabeth shows up. So the storm mm-hmm. turns into the perfect cover for Elizabeth to break from her family. So her mom is, like, super controlling, has never let her, you know, do anything on her own. Um, as they're the, like, uh, fancy family, for lack of a better term, is leaving. They're kind of evacuating before the storm hits. Elizabeth is like, I'm not going with you. Uh, in fact, I'm going to this in that you think is gross and so she just shows up on uh the domino inn doorstep and she's the only other guest there because everyone else is le- has left and it's really stressing laurie out because laurie's like i don't have any food left like i can't i don't want to cook for people <laughs> we just had like a f- one of our cottages burned down and now like a hurricane is gonna hit and um yeah so Poor she's Lori. i know laurie like, i can't take care of anyone else <laughs> I, yeah laurie's like really stri- literally sent her kids away so that like they would be safe and is like oh now i have someone else to like look out for yeah. but it is good yeah. like that was... although to be completely to be completely fair to elizabeth she's like i don't care i just want to be away from my family truly i <laughs> so know she's like being very easy as a guest for like yes. especially for a rich person <laughs> no so true she does not have like any of the like stereotypical like rich kid qualities no that's so true yeah and she says nothing like it's only in Quilleran's head of like what she you know the burden that she is or anything that she thinks about the domino in because she you're right the whole time is like and it is great timing too like that's such a good like way to break from your family too like you know if you're having that kind of issue like you know it was some kind of emergency they had to leave there was they had something else to think about and she was like haha bait and switch i'm gonna go this way so she's Mm. really happy yeah and uh they she does also to her credit like for the most part stay out of Quilleran's hair she comes to him for like a few things that she needs um and at one point she comes in because she can't light her uh lamp which Quilleran does like in his head give her shit about but then it turns out that the like everything on the island is damp now because it's a fucking hurricane and so he's like oh the matches are damp like <laughs> none of us can light lamps yeah every- everyone's matches are damp yeah and so it's uh, at that point that she, A, mentions that the theater mask that Quilleran has looks like her brother Jack, and B, mm-hmm. mentions that she has yet another little piece of information regarding her family. I'm not sure she specifically says who, but she starts to... Well, she first mentions that we skipped a whole part about Uh-oh. um june june dying in that fire oh god damn it yeah Ugh, june yeah. died so we we june june died in the fire yeah. she um was airlifted out and then i think declared dead like on arrival at the hospital yeah yeah i can't remember the timeline of it but um we find that out 
like the next day or something and there wasn't like a huge fuss made out of it but um that was a that was a thing that happened yes i forgot about so, that so yes. yeah so one of the first things that elizabeth says about that was like oh i you know like it's so sad like i you know like i knew her whole my whole life like she was from the island her original name was june kale yeah and Quillard was like, oh, wait, wait, what? Like, yeah. I thought she was June Halliburton from the mainland. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth was like, oh, no, no, she's an, she was definitely an islander. Yeah. So, and like, that's a little piece of information that we pick up. Yeah. Which is important. That actually felt like one of the bigger, like, bombshells of this. Like, everything else kind of fell into place a mm-hmm. little bit or just, like, didn't connect at all to the mystery. But that was, like, I felt like that was a really well-placed, like, whoa whoa mm-hmm. um yeah and so she elizabeth starts to tell Quillerin that right she talks about june a little bit and then she also starts to say uh i was at one i at one point overheard a strange conversation and i think does she say who it's between or she just says like oh i have some information uh like i'm maybe gonna tell you the story and then they immediately get interrupted the storm starts happening and then it's not till they get back that he's like kind of forces her to tell her tell him the rest of the story Hmm. yeah i think that they finish the conversation after the storm though oh yes no they do yeah because it's in the car yeah. after he picks up polly which i think he made some terrible choices yeah. about uh how he picked up and dropped off polly <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> Made some real bad mistakes. Oh my god. I mean, not not real bad, just pretty dumb, thoughtless mistakes. Yes, but very dumb. Anyway, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, actually, we're almost there because the next thing is that I think it's just the next day, right? That they kind of decide like um elizabeth has been like no i'm coming to pickaxe with you i'm leaving on friday and then it's like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden friday um and then they are starting to leave i think it's here that we find out that literally the entire resort has been destroyed because of shoddy workmanship which i love workmanship i know it was (laughs) i felt like it was such a like moment of redemption for nick and Lori because they were like our hotel's ugly but you didn't see it like a damn thing fall down on our property <laughs> yeah exactly no it's so true they were like and it was kind of the thing too of like you hear the news report of how much was destroyed of the resort and then as like a casual ending it was like and there was like minimal minimal damage to like they didn't use i don't think they even used any name but they were like structures that have been native to the island for a while and it's like oh yeah because mm-hmm. these people know how to live there and they're fine and like it was and similar it's like yeah it's like anything that's survived previous storms continue to survive <laughs> <laughs> yes anyone who was stupid and enough to like, build shit without like consulting someone who has lived yeah. on this island <laughs> anything new is completely leveled and yeah. everyone just get off the island <laughs> yeah so like, everyone just leave and don't come back because it wasn't even just it was the resort and it was the boardwalk like it was everything it was like yeah everything yeah um so then yeah so they go back to the mainland they do we get like a chapter of them like tetrising everyone's luggage and the cats into 
into Nick Bamba's car and then, or Nick Bamba's boat and then Quillerin's car. And then Quillerin has timed this so poorly that he is going directly from <laughs> the, and he has known for days that, uh, that, um, Elizabeth is going to be hitching a ride with him. He's known for that long. Doesn't make any plans. He should have just dropped her off at like Fran Brody's or someone's or even his place. Before. I know. Well, I think he's been trying to convince her to not come to pickaxe. And so I I think he was like just ignoring that it was happening. Yeah, that is <laughs> kind of true. Yeah, he definitely he yeah, he for sure should have planned this so that Elizabeth was well, he should have planned it so that he had time to go home. Yeah. first because he didn't even drop off his luggage and or so the cats. he picks up Polly. Yeah, so he picks up Polly and the car is like full and he's like, "Well, all of your shit has to sit in back and like <laughs> we can't hang out. I'm going to like shove you out the door as soon as I get to town because I'm like stressed out and don't want to deal with any of this." And Polly's like, "Um, okay, great. Welcome back me." I know, seriously, I felt so bad for her cuz he's such a dick too because he's already like mad at her preemptively because he thinks that she's moving to Portland, which spoiler <laughs> alert, I'm sure you could have guessed is not true. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And so, and then on top of that, we already know, like, as much as we've like gone back and forth about how, what we think about like the character trait that Polly has been is jealous. She's been described as this for so long. Quillery knows this. So like she, he like puts her in the situation of come, walking into this car and being like, Oh, hi, hello. Literally, I think this girl is, like, Elizabeth is, like, maybe, what, 19? She's really young. Yeah, she's, she's like, in her 20s. She's got to be in her 20s, though, because I feel like she's taken college classes before. I think she's, like, on the young side of that, though, because at on one the point... The young side of college? Yeah, because at one point she was, like, oh, when I was 16, like, only a couple, like, a few years ago or something like that. Like, that's how I mm. was, like, oh, I think she's only, like, 19. Well, either way, Polly obviously is put in a terrible position and comes into this as like, okay, what? I we My luggage doesn't even fit. You're just dropping me off and running. And like this person is still in the yeah. car. And then Quillerin lies about it. He's yeah. like, oh, this is Fran's friend. Don't worry about it. Oh, my Which God. is like, I mean, Polly wouldn't obviously wouldn't know he's lying, but like she's intuitive and can suspect right and like that's gonna come out later too like she's gonna be casually talking to fran or elizabeth who now lives in pickaxe and like yeah, it's, right. they're gonna be yeah. like oh my god we just met and she's gonna be like hello what anyway so quiller and drops polly off he takes elizabeth to the hotel to the local hotel and then he calls fran brody and is like hey fran go see her tonight even or tomorrow morning but like go see her and help her. Um, and then Quillerin goes home. And this is where we finally start getting some answers. Yeah. I think we did have a conversation with Elizabeth in the car, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he does make her tell because her. Because she brings, like, literally all the information. She really does. That entire conversation. <laughs> of, yeah. So she had overheard kind of what she had mentioned before she had overheard a like disturbing conversation between Jack and someone else um in the barn while she was like brushing her horse or like feeding her horse i don't know she was doing something with her horse yeah um and she overheard Jack 
arguing with Elijah. Yeah. They're like, steward? What's his job title? Yeah, he was... He, he was like a something... He wasn't like a butler, he and he wasn't like a stable hand. He was like I think he was like a groundskeeper because he lived in that gatehouse that was like right at the beginning of the property. Because Quillerin had met him before. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. But he was the one. I think they pointed back to him, one of the other brothers, to be like he taught us everything we know about like the island and fishing and carriages. That's how I know. Yeah. How, like, yeah. So this guy is like yeah. really he was kind of kind of like a not like I mean obviously they had a like present father growing up but he was sort of like an alternative father figure I guess like an uncle-y type figure. Yeah, he was very much like a part of the family as much as like you can be with mm-hmm. rich families like that. Um and yeah, the conversation between the two of them was apparently very wild. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly how much came out so i don't want to like i don't want to like preemptively reveal things (laughs) but um at some point we had had a conversation where elizabeth was saying like oh jack's in between like he just got a divorce and we think that's why he came back but like there was you know rumors of him having like you know, met someone else over in, like, Europe somewhere, and, yeah. like, we're thinking that, like, that might have ended, too, because that's why he's, like, here. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, a little bit of rumors that he was having, like, more marital troubles in general. And then, uh, I think in the argument that Elizabeth overheard, he was talking to Elijah about, basically about all of the, like, things that have been happening on the island yeah um, making it sound like elijah was the cause of it but that jack was like the instigator yeah i think the argument had started because it was right after june had died and so i think elijah was like oh my god you fucking did that and jack was like oh no like whatever no or like something like that and then it kind of devolved into like i thought it was fine when i was doing like it almost was kind of like a full reveal of them basically just confessing to each other because they were yelling at each other and Elizabeth overhearing mm-hmm. and being like, what? So, yeah, I think yeah. it comes out in that conversation that, right, that they had had different motives because Elijah was, you know, kind of on the side of the islanders of not wanting as much development um, and Jack I think same. So I think they had maybe concocted this plan, but then it also involved. So the other little bit tidbit of information that we get, Quillerin finally opens that envelope from Dwight Summers, and that has uh, Noisette's last name in it, which becomes a very important because it is also the last name of the man who drowned back at the beginning of the book. And so there was also a little tidbit of conversation in that that argument about how, like, wasn't it about, like, the drowning or there was something else that, like, connected that somehow? About, yeah, so it was about Elijah because his last name was Kale, which was June's last name when she was on the island. Right. Um, So we find out that, well, I think we we might have known a little bit earlier that June was Elijah's daughter. Yes, that's right. Sorry, I hadn't even 
Yeah, but we didn't know, and what comes out in the conversation was that Jack had actually married June, yes. like, a couple of summers ago. And um, Quilleran was like, oh, did you know that he was, you know, married to Elijah's daughter? And um, Elizabeth was like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, she was, you know, like, wife number, like, four or five or whatever, like, we had to investigate and, like, figure it out for ourselves because, like, no one ever tells us anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's true. And, like, he had decided that he had wanted to, you know, divorce her a while ago. But, you know, I don't think she had signed the paperwork or something. Like, she didn't want a divorce. She wanted to, like, stay married to him. Yeah, because the whole thing was that uh, to get through all of these divorces quickly, the family has been paying off these women. And so in this mm-hmm. was the first woman who didn't want a payoff. She wanted to stay married. Um, and so yeah. that caused a problem, obviously. And so the fire in five pips. Yeah. Um, um, so we did a terrible job connecting that. Uh-oh. It's because... <laughs> It's because the woman that Jack had met in Europe was Noisette, and so they were killing off her husband and killing off Jack's wife so that they could be together. Yes, also that. (laughs) We did not explain that well enough. Oh my god, well, we're doing it now. I forgot. So that's That's how the fire and the drowning were related. (laughs) That's right. And that's how why it was important, Noisette's last name, because that connected her to Quilleran's hunch that she was indeed that person who had been drinking with the guy who had drowned that night and in fact mm-hmm. more than that had been married to him and now we learn had been trying to kill him and so they right had gotten him very drunk and Quilleran is like you know he drowned and she didn't do anything also she probably pushed him so yeah this like the kind of story of and i think there's even a headline later because quilleran calls it all into the to the newspaper per usual and um there there's like a headline that's something like you know something something and bigamy plot and i was like oh i guess are they married like was he still maybe he had married noisette in europe i couldn't really pin down like where the bigamy part came in yeah I don't know. <laughs> but either way, it sounded flashy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure how they connected the rest of the things. I can't remember. I know they had, like, looked under the Bomba's um, staircase and seen that someone had, like, sawed off the nail at some point. So, like, that was, like, a... That was a thing. Yeah, I think it was kind of what we were... Like a a planned... Yeah. Like, before, I think we were saying, like, some of the things didn't fully... Like, it was kind of like two plots going at the same time. Like, they were just fucking shit up, and then they were also... And, like, the the poisoning, or, like, the, the bad chicken with the herbs. Right. Like, that... I think that was just, like, maybe some, like, disgruntled islanders being like, well, you're gonna buy my herbs like i'll poison your customers or maybe that was just like a like a weird like it wasn't you know fda quality it also because they were like bought off of like someone's garden well it also i couldn't quite tell if that was like sabotage or not was that also the same night as the drowning because could it have been that like not only did they get that guy uh noisette's husband super drunk like were they trying to 
poison him, like basically like roofie him to the point where he would be easier to push into the pool. No, I don't. I don't think it was the same night. I think Mm. it was a different thing. And there was like another conversation that happened um, between Quillerin and someone talking about like the like the food that was allowed into the kitchen. Yeah, um, like the ingredients and how like the chef had gotten really excited because he was like from New Orleans and he had gotten really excited about like the Islanders growing their own like fresh herbs. And so he had been like buying them from from islanders for a while and then after the like food poisoning incident happened that got shut down and they were only allowed to bring in ingredients from the mainland oh that's right yeah so they were thinking that that's how the food poisoning happened it wasn't actually the chicken it was probably like the homegrown herbs but i don't think it was ever explained if it was like like islanders trying to sabotage the hotel or if it was just like a bad batch of herbs right yeah no because it wasn't like controlled in any way yeah that's a good point well basically that wraps it up right because then he has a quiller and has andrew brody over and tells him kind of the whole plot and then we don't really get any like anyone gets arrested or like do they we don't get any of that follow-up do we i don't not really no i think he's just like all right cool i'll look into it thanks we go directly into the the cat wrap-up our uh kitty sleuth (laughs) wrap-up yes which was but well we also get a dinner with mildred and arch and polly because we have to wrap that up too oh that's right we have to solve the polly's big decision polly's big decision is that she is fucking buying a house well no she's buying land and her friend is an architect, so her friend was, like, designing her an entire house to build. She was like, yeah, I should be independent and own my own property. And Quillern was immediately like, you can have part of mine. He literally sells it to her for a dollar. He's like, I'm so happy. You're-. He doesn't say it, but he's like, I'm so happy you're not moving to Portland and you're actually building a home here. Have this money. Have this. Have this money. Have this land for one dollar. <laughs> have this land and my money and take anything you want. Just stay Just in my life. take it all. Just take it all. Does not matter. Um, but I won't marry you. No, of course not. Why would you think that? (laughs) Oh my God. What a diva. Yeah, that's right. There's that. And then the, uh, he starts thinking through everything that all the words that Coco spelled. Um, yeah, all of those were wrong and they all basically spelled out like exactly who everyone was. Like Lake was actually Kale. And what was the other mm-hmm. one? One of them actually spelled out Elijah, which was like, oh, and then it goes back to the calendar ripping, which they ripped out mm-hmm. the June month. So those were all mm-hmm. delightful little. But yeah, like the names especially were like, oh, you guys know how to. I mean, we've known that you know how to spell, but you guys like know names of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. I think that's it. Was there anything else, like any other words that you wanted to shout out or any other kitty? Um, I don't think so. But do you want to know what number <gasps> our names spell? Yes. Add up to? Oh my gosh, yes. Have we have we gotten there yet? Yes, I think we have. All right. Drum roll. So actually, both of our names add up to the same number. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to take a guess what number it is? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we're not a five. We're not a five. <laughs> are we a four? <laughs> that would be really funny. We are not a four. Actually, it's it's very 
lucky that we got this number because it is one of the three numbers that is described in this book. Really? <laughs> so I didn't have to look anything up. <laughs> what are we? We are a seven, just like Coco. Oh, no, no way, really? Yeah. Oh my god, so what are we? Are we intelligent and smart and oh man you're gonna you're gonna have to make me go back (laughs) (laughs) well yeah we need to know oh bo bo all right i'm going back this was like way at the beginning okay all right all right oh okay here we go ready 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 okay so seven is aristocratic scientific mentally keen but rather secretive oh my god i love every single thing about that (laughs) mentally keen but literally none of them describe me (laughs) i I, i'm definitely thinking more in terms of like i want that to describe me i'm pretty sure it doesn't but i love it oh my god can we do uh our cats names for next time yeah. Yes. Oh, Chuni, no. Oh no, Chuni. What am I gonna do with him? His uh. <laughs> he has so many names. <laughs> I know he. Oh shit, he does have so many <laughs> names. I was. <laughs> Maybe I'll do Cat Stevens. I was thinking more. The first letter in his name isn't in the English alphabet. <laughs> oh, that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, to our dramatic yet cozy and not always super dramatic conclusion to the cat who came to breakfast um yes yes, we love you all find us on our social medias and yeah if you have a minute send us a little itunesy review and uh yeah hopefully this audio comes out good i'm gonna go ahead and hit stop how about you jules oh shit i gotta do something okay yes yeah okay stop (laughs)